the topic that I have for today, I was originally going to have uh, a guest on. However, we rescheduled for Sunday evening, uh, so we're looking forward to that. So I'm going to do a solo one, another solo. But it seems like people are enjoying them, so uh, I like them. And one thing to note, too, is that these solo podcasts, uh, I'd like to build an inventory of them, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. And for those that are listening to them, I'd like to have them be kind of a basis uh, for discussion. I was talking about it with the guest that's coming out on Sunday. And uh, we were talking about how having a discussion about maybe one of the topics that I bring up during the solo podcasts uh, would be good for a discussion with a guest. Uh, So some of these topics, if they intrigue you or if they if you have additional thoughts, commentary or whatever, uh, let me know and and we can talk about it. Because as my guest was saying or my, my future guest was saying, you know, it's difficult to interview uh, just the normal people that we are and you know it's not difficult I guess it's just that to make it an interesting and and worthwhile podcast it would have to involve me or at least the guest allowing me to pry into personal aspects of their life which is why I say uh, you know if I had a guest on who wanted to talk about their personal life my question to them would be what's an experience you've had that you're open to sharing uh, that could help uh, a listener or two. That kind of opens the door for you to discuss or at least think prior to the podcast about an experience that you're you're comfortable sharing because if not, then it's going to result in me having to pry into things that you might not be comfortable with and there we are. There's no podcast in that. So use these solo episodes as kind of a, a grounds for... Uh, things to chew on throughout the week and reach out to me if you'd like to talk and uh, we can go like that and so anyways for today's podcast this is one a topic that I have really been thinking about for I would say almost two months now and it's it's one that I do want to talk about and I've it's delicate though and it is touchy and it's it's uh, difficult for it's not difficult for me to talk about, but it is difficult because I know that the interpretation of it could go one way, and I, I want to avoid that. I've even gone so you know gone so far. It's not going that far, but I've tried. I've thought you know maybe this topic isn't one for a podcast. It's more one for a a blog or an essay. So I've tried writing about it uh, as well, and that obviously could be uh, a good way to to distill my thoughts on the subject. Uh, But here we are. I'm going to try to do it in a podcast, uh, a solo podcast. And so the topic really, um, as you can see in my my bio on Spotify, uh, the podcast is to talk about the human experience. And part of that experience is our interaction and the prevalence and the consumption of drugs of any kind. Uh, The two that I am going to discuss today are marijuana and alcohol because those are the two most prevalent that I've come across of that I've indulged in um, and they're just the two most common drugs that I would say are out there obviously you can go deeper on the spectrum of of uh, mind-altering substances but I would say that everybody listening to this podcast has 
experienced one or both of those substances. And I guess where I really, where this this topic really comes about is it kind of stems, you know, I guess let me give you a little bit of background about myself. And uh, for the better part of my 20s, or up until now, my 20s, you know, I was a habitual or a routine uh, consumer of marijuana. You know, it was pretty routine for me in college, uh, me and my buddies, and then just kind of after college, it was a it was just a routine thing. Uh, it was something that I really enjoyed. Um, that's about that's about it. It's as far as I got. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't so far as to where it, it actually impacted any sort of a personal aspect of my life, uh, as far as responsibilities or work or or anything. It was just something that you know some people like to drink a glass of wine at night, whereas I was more on the side of I'd rather just uh, puff on a joint or, or take a, a, a gummy or something like that. And it got to a point where I, I, I guess I guess it was more in my encounter with Buddhism um, that kind of tipped off this line of thinking. And, and in traditional Buddhist, I mean, any any branch of Buddhism, one of the precepts is not to indulge or not to even really consume uh, any sort of toxins that could cloud the mind. Uh, that includes all toxins, you know, anything. And I, I think that toxins uh, stretch further than just uh, substances to consume. I think in this day and age, toxins can include uh you know, social media, technological use, uh, uh, food can also be a toxin, being a glutton. Uh, there's a wide range of what can be known as a toxin, but obviously included in those is the use of, of any sort of mind-altering substances, uh, that being alcohol and, and marijuana. And so it really led me to just begin kind of chewing on that and, and, and analyzing my own interactions with these uh uh, drugs and kind of trying to come to a conclusion as to as to what I wanted to do with them uh, and where it was getting me and how it was affecting my life and, and, and whatnot. And this is where the delicateness of this topic comes from um, because I say things like how it was affecting my life or I talk about, say, use the word sobriety or I, or I say something like that. And I think in today's world, it's very easy to cast judgment on just the use of those words, you know, um, and not recognize that, yeah, the moderate usage or the habitual usage or any level of uh, anywhere on the spectrum of usage of a substance is going to affect your life in some way. And to analyze that is perfectly fine. It doesn't mean that you know, I think in today's world, it's you hear those words, you know, how did this affect my life? I want to talk about sobriety, things like that. And, and the conclusion is to jump to the, oh, that person is uh, an addict or that person has a problem or is, is trying to cope with something or something along those lines, which to me is totally false. I mean, it, there, there's a I've seen and experienced and interacted with a wide range. I would say the vast majority of people that I've hung out with. Uh, are regular consumers of those two substances. Now, obviously, 
there is a breaking point where, where the consumption of those two substances and, and others really do begin to negatively impact your life. Um, but as a whole, I would say, you know, the vast majority of people do regularly consume it, whether it be alcohol or now marijuana. Uh, and man, it is, it is pushed and pushed and pushed by, by our society's marketing. And it is, it is normalized to the extreme, uh, to where I think maybe that's what leads to this topic being a little bit more taboo uh, than others. And so anyways, I'm kind of analyzing this over 2020 and I knew at the start of 2020 that one thing I really wanted to cut back on was uh, smoking, was the actual act of smoking marijuana. You know, not so much the consumption, but at least just, I think we can all agree that inhaling smoke is just not good for you. Whether you want to you want to cite uh, any sources that you can by saying that oh well smoking marijuana isn't as bad as smoking cigarettes it's like okay but at, at the end of the day it's not good for your lungs and yeah doing it once once every so often that's fine you know same same with tobacco you want to puff on a cigarette or a, or a uh, cigar every now and then nothing really wrong with that but from a a, a routine usage. Uh, I think we can all agree that in, inhaling foreign substances, particularly those that are burnt into your lungs, is not good for you. And so that was something I really wanted to cut back on. And I did a good job at it at the start of 2020. And uh, I kind of progressed through it and was just going through things. And, and then I would, you know, kind of start smoking again or, or kind of, just falling back into that old, old way of consuming. Uh, in my story, I guess, you know, I'm still kind of contemplating this whole time. You know, why am I, why am I even using this? And again, that, that one question falls into, you know, oh, if you're even asking yourself that, that must mean that there's a problem. That must mean that there's a, a, an issue. And I, I say that that's false. I say that that's not true. Um, problems vary for a number of people you know there's a number of people that i know you know particularly again i've referenced him before jordan peterson uh he was never an alcoholic was never an alcoholic uh he and did he enjoy alcohol yeah he did he self-admits that he enjoyed alcohol like the majority of us do uh, but he realized that that impacted his ability to write and that impacted his ability to think clearly um and he had to make a decision and you know, am I going to drink or am I going to write? And writing, the desire to write outweigh the desire to drink. And there he decided to stop drinking. Uh, so in that instance, it's like we could ask the question, was drinking problematic for Jordan Peterson? And the answer is yes, it was. It was problematic because it, it conflicted with his own personal desires. And so here I am uh, kind of going through the first half of 2020, asking myself that question, you know, why... Why, why am I kind of falling back into this? Why is it a habit? Why am I even using it? You know, and, 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 you know, it was kind of had lost its shine to where, you know, I remember like back in high school or, you know, later high school and stuff. It's like it was an adventure to go and smoke weed with your buddies or, or drink a few beers with your buddies or, or whatnot. Uh, and it was like an event, you know, whereas 
in your when you've been doing it for a little while for me it i just started to question why you know um why 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 can't i just do this activity uh completely clear-minded and just just be totally fine why do i feel the urge to do this then obviously you know part of that is just that there's a habit that's been built and that's kind of something to break uh but another part of it is just asking the question why and trying to personally analyze that and then ask yourself why um obviously you should do this with a number with whatever substance it is that you find yourself regularly using i think a lot of people you know i'd say more people are definitely leaning towards alcohol but nowadays with the legalization of marijuana uh there's plenty of people that are consuming marijuana at a at a you know routine basis and so anyways i'm kind of asking myself this i'm following you know going in and out of of staying true to what i want and 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 not until really you know covid hit and about a month and a half in i mean as i've expressed before on this podcast i it really messed with my own anxiety and, and depression and whatnot and that was where it was like it had come to a point where it was like look any substance whether it be alcohol or marijuana uh anything that was going to cloud my mind artificially because I was already kind of clouded with the anxiety and depression and and, and whatnot, uh, just made those aspects of my life worse. Uh, So much so that it was like, you know what? It's not worth it for me. Uh, I I made the decision in June, mid-June, you know, it's not worth it for me to continue uh, using marijuana uh, regularly at least. Uh, and, And to this day, uh, here at the end of end of November, uh, I've only smoked marijuana once, um, and I've consumed it a handful of times in the form of a gummy, uh, but those have really been one-off occasions, hasn't really been uh, routine in any sense, and I'm proud of that, but uh, what it really came down to was, was why, you know, and I think the same can go for, you know, I think that there's, there's a there's types of people out there that consume substances, right? There's the people that that don't, that just straight up don't. You know, I'm, I'm with Joe Smith, and I've never seen him drink a beer. I've never seen him take a puff of a joint. And if I offer something to him and he says no, it's like no big deal, right? And then there's like the middle ground which I would kind of consider myself that in, in a wide variety of us, uh, I would consider that. Uh, maybe you can think of it as a, a whatever that, the, the bell, bell graph in stat, statistics where it's like the, the lower tier, the lower tail where there's a little bit of a minority of people. Those are the people that, you know, you don't really see drink that often. You don't really see smoke ever. Um, and then there's that big middle gap, like 60 some odd percent of people. Uh, those people to me are kind of like the ones where it's like nobody in that group really has like a serious life altering problem. And nobody in that group also is completely abstinent from, you know, completely just dry. Whereas like, these are the people like, like myself where it's like, if I offer auto a beer and it's, you know, a relatively appropriate setting, uh, he'll probably say, sure. Um, and if, you know, 
so-and-so, if I see him smoke weed every now and then and I offer him a puff on a joint, I'd probably say sure. You know, obviously I'm not in the camp there anymore when it comes to, to marijuana. Um, but uh, with alcohol, that's one of the things that sure, like I'll typically will say yes. And then you have the, the far tier uh, where those are the people that really do have a problem. And it's like, you know, you shouldn't be offering them or enabling them in any way because obviously we all need to respect the fact that these substances, any substance that alters the mind, uh, can be detrimental to a wide variety of people, especially alcohol, which alcohol to me is just, it's disgusting how normalized it is. And so this kind of leads me to another part of it, which is, you know, here I am, I've, I've cleaned up uh, that aspect of my 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 usage of marijuana, I've kind of asked myself the question as to why do I, why do I feel the need to use this? Um, it began to impact me uh, from my mental health perspective. And I was like, you know what, this is not really worth it for me anymore. Um, and, you know, I, feel, I see benefits, you know, there's this clear headedness, uh, being able to think clear, um, you know, not having red eyes or having to worry about red eyes and, and just being able to, again, this goes along with the Buddhist path. It's just like, I've rid myself of a toxin. I've pulled, I've pulled a weed, a, a deeply rooted weed out of my psyche. Um, and from that helps grow uh, presentness, being able to be present and go on a hike and be sober and just, you know, here I am. Like I'm I'm admiring the hike for what it is. I don't, I don't feel the urge or the need to bring along a joint or, or whatnot. Now, now if I, you know, if you want to do that and you, if that's your thing, fine. But you know, I think it's worthwhile for everyone to ask the question, why? And if it's, if you find it to be habitual, you know, dive a little deeper on that that question. Why, why do I feel that every time I go on a hike, I need to bring a joint, you know, why can't I just enjoy the hike for what it is or, or, um, I think it's a, a very valid question for all of us to ask. You can very well easily go the other way with alcohol. Why do I feel the need to, every time I go on a hike to bring a beer? Or why do I feel that, um, every time I go to the beach or something like that, why do you feel the need to bring a beer or something like, you know, just asking yourself that why. I think it's a valid question to ponder um, and really digest. And I think it's – no, so I'll get to that in a little bit. But so anyways, as I said, I kind of rid myself of that weed, which was marijuana, the usage of that. Um, and then now I kind of move on to alcohol, right? And again, it's like this is why I've chewed on this topic for so long is because it is a taboo thing to talk about. It's just – it's just part of, again, part of the human experience. You know, we all are blasted with advertisements about alcohol. We're all blasted with, with, you know, how normalized it is, whether it be the media, social media, you know, how many of us have gone through phases where it's like, you're not cool on social media. If you're not posting a picture with a, a beer or like, you know, how many times have you seen pictures on social media where I'm at a ball game and I gotta, you know, I'm gonna take a picture of the field, but I gotta make sure that my beer is in the picture as well. It's like, why? You know, why? It's it's because it's normalized and it's it's become a trait of being, on some level, cool. Um, and so for me personally, it's like, okay, like, 
like I said, I, I rid myself of that the usage of marijuana habitually. You know, I indulge in it periodically with a little bit of a gummy if I want to. Uh, but now I kind of move on to alcohol, and and that's a, a more difficult one because um, it is much more normalized than marijuana. It certainly is. Uh, marijuana is obviously legalized, but alcohol is everywhere, everywhere. You know, you're not going to go to a company party and see, you know, edibles sitting at the dessert table. You're not going to see people passing around joints at a company holiday party or something like that. But you know what you will see for sure is bottles of wine and beer and cocktails and whatnot. You know, you're not going to go to uh, any dinner. When was the last time you went to a dinner, you know, an actual dinner? Like, hey, come over and let's have dinner. And there wasn't, and it was a sober dinner, right? And I'm not saying... I, I want to make sure that I'm not saying that that's bad, but what I'm just trying to make a point of is just how normalized alcohol consumption is. And so for me, it became again, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, I've kind of worked on marijuana. Let's work on alcohol Let's see what we can unpack here through digesting that, the consumption of it. And as I said, it was a little bit more of a tougher one. And one of the things that I've noticed in kind of just trying to unpack that is that with alcohol and marijuana you know if I go to if I'm part of that middle group in the bell curve that I was talking about where yeah Otto uh, is one of those people who will puff on a joint he's one of those people that'll have a beer or a glass of wine um, if I'm in a crowd and they know that about me or if I'm at a party and, and the people that I'm with know that about me and they offer me a joint and I say no no thanks. Like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, I'm, you know, just not interested. Uh, it's usually pretty widely accepted. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, whatever. Like, it's fine. But if, if, if I go to a party and those same people ask me, you know, hey, man, do you want a beer? And I say, no, thanks, man, I'm good. Um, Again, it's kind of like this topic where it's like, well, why isn't Otto having a beer? Why isn't he having a glass of wine? Is something wrong? Like, is there a problem? Like, does he have a problem? Is there like a, you know, and, and, and again, you know, I've seen number a number of things on Instagram before, like, you know, I don't know, not that often, but I've seen certain things where it's like, it's like things to say when your friend refuses to have a drink. And they're like, go through a list of like positive things to say, which is like, oh, like, cool. Like you want, you know, just positive things to say, as opposed to making them feel judged, you know, because maybe that person who's, who's saying no, maybe they, there's a chance, sure, with anything, maybe they do have a real problem, but maybe they just don't want a beer, you know, and just because you've seen someone, you know, routinely accept a beer or a glass of wine or something like that doesn't mean that they that there's a problem there if they refuse it you know if they if they if I were to tell the person the next person that offers me a beer no thanks and if I were to stay true to that for the rest of my life like just because that's what ends up happening in no way should that be perceived as like there was a problem there in the first place what it should be perceived as is like Dude, like, you know, good for you. Like, that's good. I don't, it's a good thing for the individual that's saying, that's saying no. Now, does that mean that it's a bad thing for the person that is saying yes? 
Absolutely not, because it's all personal decisions. It's all personal experience. Uh, we can all ask the question why, and some are going to end with the result of, of I'm never using again. Others are going to say it doesn't even matter to me. Like I'm totally game to, to drink or smoke whatever I whatever I want. Uh, and there are going to be others that say, well, you know, I'd like to maybe, you know, now that I'm a little bit more personally aware of this, maybe I'd like to cut back or maybe I'd like to be more conscious of when I consume and when I don't. Um, and so I'm, as I, like I say, I'm trying to unpack this, my own experience with alcohol and my own, uh, decisions and what I really want. And, and I do agree with what Jordan Peterson has said in his past, which is that, you know, uh, alcohol definitely affects me personally in, in ways that I don't want you know one of those things is is again kind of back with marijuana like anything that really clouds my mind you know this has been a tough year for me with anxiety and whatnot um, anything that really clouds my mind kind of contributes to that anxiety and alcohol is one of those things uh, you know not as frequently as marijuana but it still does on occasion so that's one thing and two and a bigger thing is that you know alcohol the older you get, it's totally true, the worse your hangovers are. Um, and I have personal things that I want to do. You know, I like to do this podcast. Like, I love to make bread, and I like to work on that little business that I have. Um, I like to write, and I like to read. And, you know, a, a number of those things that I like to do are very difficult for me to actually do. Like it is, it has always been very difficult for me to sit down and read a book. Um, it's always been something that I have to consciously do. And if I'm hung over a little bit, like you're sure as hell not gonna see me reading a book because it's just not, it's just a really easy thing to be like, well, I already have a hard time doing this and now I'm a little hung over. So it's like, no. Same thing with writing. Like I really like to write, but it's similar to reading where it's like, if I'm, you know, I'll look, my mind will just look for any excuse not to do it. Um, and so I kind of had to ask myself those questions as well. Like, okay, like it's kind of similar lines as to what Jordan Peterson was saying. It's like, what do I want more? Um, and so I'm kind of wrestling with that. I'm saying, you know, you know, uh, what do I want to do here? Uh, but it's just more alcohol to me is just more difficult you know you have you run into way more scenarios where alcohol is present and you run into way more scenarios where it appears strange that you say no and I was talking about this with Sandra yesterday it was like you know I think and I think it's it's correct is that it's certainly you know when I go up to my friend and or when my friend comes up to me and I say and he says do you want a beer and I say no you know, it might, my friend might interpret that as, as a little strange and he might question me or something like that. But the, the real anxiety is like, it's going to be way more exaggerated internally for me than what is actually going on uh, in the situation. You know, my friend might just forget about it and just be like, well, whatever. Um, but it's just, a, it's a bummer that that even has to take place. Uh, that, that, those levels of anxiety even need to be present. You know, I would, I would love to live in a, in a society where it's like, you know, and this is how I am with my friends. And it's just like, if I'm with my friend and I offer them a beer and they say, no, I don't, I don't care. You know, in that instance, I probably wanted a beer. And so I'm going to continue, I'm going to have my beer. 
whether or not they say yes or no. Uh, but I'm not going to, I don't care about it. You know, I'm, I'm happy for him for not, not drinking. I think we can all agree that much like inhaling smoke, there's nothing really positive that comes from drinking. Um, you know, people would, would probably differ with me, but, uh, from a health standpoint, nothing positive comes from drinking, right? It's poison. You know, technically it's poison. It's a toxin. Um, and I still find myself working through this. You know, I, I haven't, uh, you know, one of my, you know, Daruma dolls, if you know anything about Daruma dolls, Daruma dolls are, um, you know, it's part of Buddhist culture and whatnot. And, and uh, it's kind of a form of the Buddha perceived to be a statue of the Buddha. Um, and you kind of declare a goal and you fill in one eye. And then upon completing that goal, you fill in the other eye. And what I like to perceive the Daruma dolls as is like, you know, first they're blind, you know, they're kind of like not really awake. And then you have the Daruma doll and you make this claim like, Hey man, I'm going to, you know, I have a current Daruma doll that my goal is to be, uh, 30 days completely sober, you know, uh, no substances at all. Uh, and so I declare that to the little Daruma doll and I color in one eye. And that kind of, in my, you know, imagination, in my interpretation of the statue, kind of like awakens the, the Daruma doll. And he's like, dude, I'm, you've given me half sight because you've given me, you filled in one eye. And he's like, it's going to be fucked up if you don't do your goal and you just let me sit here with fucking, you know, I'm going to sit here half blind. And uh, so it's kind of a way to, you know, the first Daruma doll I got from my buddy, um, that Darumadol looked very judgmental. He had like a frown on his face. And I was always like, dude, what the fuck is this Darumadol's problem? Until I kind of studied them more and began to understand in my interpretation, it's like, he's kind of looking at you with a grumpy look on his face because look, man, you just gave him half sight and it's up to you to finish that goal so that way he can fully see. And maybe through completing that goal, you're going to increase your own vision uh, as well. So... You know, right now that's that's one of my goals is, is you know, like I said, I haven't fully uh, ingrained or unpacked the the uh, my own consumption of alcohol, uh, but that is one of my goals is to go 30 days without marijuana or without uh, any substances. Uh, you know, I'd like to complete it by the end of this year, so I need to start soon, uh, particularly because I really look forward to our my family's uh, Christmas Eve dinner, which is Chipino homemade chipino and i'm gonna want to enjoy a couple of glasses of wine with that so i gotta start here soon uh you know today or tomorrow i guess um and get that done and so uh so i can have some wine and so i guess again you know through unpacking and examining my own consumption of alcohol one of the things that i will say um i came across because i think a lot of people have a lot of I actually I know this. A lot of people have a lot of reasons to drink uh, or consume any sort of mind-altering substance, and there's the common ones. You know, it's like, well, alcohol. I'm going to use alcohol here. Alcohol helps me to relax. Alcohol helps me to open up more. It helps me to um, just kind of reduces my anxiety. Like it takes me out of the present moment. It takes me out of uh, just makes me more comfortable, you know, maybe makes me less self-conscious and whatnot. And I've heard people say that, you know, I knew a person once that said 
you know, almost like they were thankful for alcohol because it, it kind of like opened them up from a real level. And I'm like, man, that, that doesn't sound good. Like, you know, I, I understand people use it to cope and all that stuff, but like, don't, don't let those types of substances, uh, it'd be great to, to develop yourself in a way where you, you opened yourself up, uh, soberly and consciously as opposed to relying on a substance to really get opened up and be able to, to speak your thoughts. Um, and so, like I said, there's a variety of different reasons that people do it. Uh, but through my own processing and my own uh, understanding of it is, is I find for me that when I have the greatest urge to, uh, you know, greatest, greatest like craving or just like, man, you know, it sounds like it'd be good to have a beer right now or like be good to take a little bit of a gummy uh, or in moments where uh, I'm feeling very present. You know, there, there are moments where I'm, I'm you know, for example, uh, I think of one instance in particular, you know, on Sundays, sometimes I like to take my dog on a walk uh, down the beach or, or around Carmel or Monterey or something like that. And usually in those moments is, well, I mean, always, they start out where I'm totally, totally sober and totally fine and, and you know, whatever. Um, and I'm walking down the beach, I'm walking along the side of the road, um, very present and just just happy just kind of just just a real present feeling and it's a spe- you know it's a certain feeling for me uh, I don't know what it, presence feels like for you uh, but in those instances like my mind kind of goes to a place where it's like man you know like it kind of I play a trick on myself where I'm like well like if I had a if I had a beer or two like it's gonna make this feeling of presence more so like I'm gonna be able to dive deeper into this feeling of presence and I'm gonna be able to enjoy it uh, more than I'm already enjoying it and that is true for the instance you know if I do have those two or three beers like yeah I do feel a little bit more present and I feel uh, you know that, that does happen uh, however obviously the thing with alcohol and marijuana or whatever is that that feeling of presence that they're giving you uh, is not going to last you know it's it's gonna it's gonna go away and for alcohol in particular uh, it's going to lead to a hangover and it's going to feel like, especially for me, I mean, you know, uh, it's going to lead to hangover anxiety. And that's, that is horrible, absolutely horrible, which can only can actually, for those who, who deal with anxiety can actually trigger, um, you know, lingering anxiety. And that's just, uh, you know, I've been there, I've had that happen and it's just not, it's not worth it. Um, and so for me, that was a really important, uh, realization, is to realize, you know, hey, this is why. And it's also important uh, for me that I realized to be aware of when that happens and to remind myself that, look, man, like you're feeling this feeling of presence uh, and you're sober and you can continue that feeling throughout the rest of the day without the consumption of any sort of substance. Uh, and also, maybe you'll go home and read a few pages of your book or write, write a little bit of uh, the things that you've been thinking this week or do a podcast. Um, and so that, that actually hasn't really come that that's been a recent realization for me is just really diving in and, and figuring out why, you know, you have that. And, and I get it. Like, you know, I, I totally agree. And I, I'm not saying that I'm going to fucking dry up completely and fucking be sober for the rest of my life or anything like that. Uh, 
there's certainly occasions it does i'm sorry i think it, i think i cut off there I, what i was saying was uh it does um alcohol does open you up to an extent and, and I, like I, I think i'm not exactly sure where that the recording stopped but i think what i was saying was you know i'm not gonna ward off or, or completely cut off any sort of substances for forever you know i'm not looking to uh, become a, a zen monk or anything like that uh, but I am looking to be more conscious of my own consumption of, of these substances. And, and just, it's an interesting thought experiment is why do you consume? You know, uh, why is it so normalized in society? Like one of the things that really upsets me is like when the term uh, Sunday scaries is like so popular and like just like so popular and so like laughable. You know, it was just like, Haha, <laughs> like it was all over social media for quite a while and maybe still is, but I don't see it as much. But like, haha, <laughs> like Sunday scaries, like what the fuck? Like we're going to sit here and joke about the fact that like consuming alcohol is so normalized that like now all of a sudden having hangover anxiety is, is normalized. Like, nah, man, like, you know, I don't want to promote that. And I don't know why society is okay with promoting that and, and, uh, it just bums me out, you know, and I'm not saying that, again, I'm not saying that drinking is something that everybody needs to cut out of their lives completely. Some certainly do, but what I'm saying is it's just that I would love for us to have a healthier uh, outward look on it from like a society's perspective, and I'd like us all to have a healthier inward look at it as well as to like, you know, when I get with my group of friends, like, Yeah, we're gonna have a couple beers, but like, do we really need to get super fucked up or whatnot? It's not bad. I mean, you know, every now and then to do that, but uh, I think just being able to be conscious and just asking yourself, you know, what's my intention going in here? And if your intention is to get fucked up, cool. Uh, but if your honest intention is like, you know, man, I'm just like not really feeling it. Like, I kind of want to write tomorrow. I kind of want to do a podcast. Um, I'm gonna take it easy. If that's your intention. Uh, I want to live in a world where like that group that I go into with that intention is okay with it, you know, and I don't have to feel guilty or, or anything. Or, or if, or if my buddy says, Hey man, like, let's go meet a dustbowl for a couple beers. Uh, like, dude, I'm totally down to meet you there, maybe in a, a certain instance, but I'm not going to, I don't feel like drinking tonight. And like, we can still go and you can still have beer, but I also, you know, I don't want you to feel that by me not drinking, you don't have to drink, but, you know, let's each be our own individuals and, and make our own choices, uh, but let's do so uh, consciously and with a bit of intention. Um, you know, like I said, this is a, you know, the toxins and whatnot, that is a, a, a precept, it's called in Buddhist belief, you know, you, you're not, uh, it's recommended that if you want to pursue enlightenment, you want to pursue nirvana, uh, and just be happy and, and, and present, uh, it's recommended to not consume toxins. Um, again, I'm going to, you know, almost done with the book, the autobiography of Alan Watts. And he's has a little ta different take on it. You know, he actually passed away from health complications that arose from alcoholism, you know, uh, in his book, he often speaks about people kind of not mistrusting him, but just kind of looking at him with a curious eye as to like, you know, uh, 
you're a, like a mystic and a guru and a shaman and a Buddhist practitioner, but and yet you enjoy consuming alcohol and drugs and, and, and the whole nine yards. Alcohol is a drug. I hate, I hate that we got to separate that. You enjoy consuming drugs and whatnot. Um, and so he was a proponent, from what I can gather from this you know, first book I've read by him, and it is his autobiography, so I would like to think that I'm getting a good grasp on him as a person. You know, he seemed to have a bit of an uh, an attitude of like, just live your life as you want to, or 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 don't live a life with guilt or regret of just feeling like you have to be sober. Um, and it just kind of upsets me. It saddens me that that he passed away so early, so young. Uh, I think he was in his fifties or early sixties uh, from a a substance or, or habitual use of the substance from which the philosophies he was so knowledgeable about really kind of warned and gave him a warning, you know, like, hey, man, don't do this. Uh, and yet he still did uh, to the point where it caused health complications that actually ended with his own death. And now I'm not saying that that's I'm not passing any sort of judgment on him at all, but it is curious as to that that happening. And and uh, I don't really agree with that. I like to believe that we all could live a life if we truly wanted to uh, completely sober. I, I think that there are plenty of healthy ways to calm your nerves. There are plenty of healthy ways to open yourself up. Uh, plenty of ways to become your own person uh, without the use of any sort of substances. Um, and so that's where we're at. You know, like I said, I'm for me, I guess where I'm at is, uh, I just want to, you know, stay true to my little Daruma doll here and give him, uh, the gift of sight, uh, and maybe learn a little bit about myself in this next 30 days, uh, that I'm going to try to go, uh, completely sober. And, uh, again, I hope I did this well. This is something that I was thinking of for a long time. And one of the anxieties I had in doing this was that I would speak on this topic and it would people would listen and come away with, like I said, the thought that like some sort of judgment on on me, and uh, I hope that that's not the case. And I hope that we can all kind of just re-examine our own use of substances. And and I'm not saying that we all need to go 30 days sober. I'm not saying we all have to go a day sober. You know, you just just something to be conscious of and just to think about um, in today's world where these the consumption is just so normalized and and the push to not be present is so normalized and i think that we can all benefit from being more present more understanding of ourselves and and it's gonna make us healthier which is always good um so anyways like i said uh this is uh uh the solo podcast number six uh let me see if i have any songs for you guys this week I actually one of my friends good friends he uh uh said I should do uh, make a playlist. So I'm going to make a playlist. If you go on my Spotify, which I think my own Spotify, my personal musical Spotify, um, is I believe it's automatic. My old gamer tag from way back, uh, O-T-T-O-M-4-T-I-K. If you go on that account, O-T-T-O-M-4-T-I-K, I'm going to make a playlist just titled OKP, and I will uh, add my songs to it. 
uh, as well as I'll, I would like to have one of my guests come on, then bring three or four songs, and I'll add that to it as well. But for this week, uh, one of my favorite rappers, he came out with a great album. Uh, his name is Khan, K-A-A-N, and he came out with a, an album called Vivid Canvas. And the two songs that I'm really liking are uh, High Times and The Good Book. Um, he's a rapper. Uh pretty lyrical i don't know how you'd really describe him back it's not, i don't know if it's backpack rap or not but he's a great rapper i think he's fantastic he's one of the in my opinion one of the best out there um so that is really good high times and the good book and that's all i have for you this week uh, i'm looking forward to talking to my guest on sunday and that will be out hopefully sunday night if not monday so uh hope you enjoyed it and uh let me know if you want to come on thanks guys